Amen, amen, amen. And uh, before we do that, I want to uh, real quick give a couple of announcements. So uh, in case some of y'all slip out of the end, you'll already have the announcements. Amen. All right. Now, uh, coming up in uh, December, you know, everybody's getting ready for Christmas. And so Friday, December the 10th, our sent out youth, they're having their Christmas celebration in uh, building number two on Friday the 10th of December. It's going to be 7 o'clock p.m. Uh, the cost is going to be $20 per uh, youth. All right, that's going to cover all the full dinner. I think they're kind of doing, trying to do this little dress-up thing. I think they're kind of bougie. They're calling it a bougie, bougie Christmas, they're calling it, something like that. So uh, all the, uh, those standout youth 12 and up, you're welcome to uh, be a part of that. We will have, huh? Oh, there is? Okay. All right. We'll, we'll have the uh, registration open for that pretty soon. We This is just one of the books today, so we'll have registration ready for you uh, pretty soon. Now, for the Ladies of Grace, uh, you have an event coming up on the 17th of December, the following Friday. That's at 6.30 p.m. That's going to be your Christmas crafting party, and that's the cost of $25 per person. That's going to include all your craft arts and craft supplies and desserts and drinks and what have you. And uh, registration for that is $25 limit to the first 30. And registration is actually open now. So if you were to uh, uh, look at the church app or go to the website, registration is open now. I'm asking you not to do that right now because we're getting ready to get into the word. I saw some of y'all pulling your phones out like, unless you can do it in the next two minutes. Um, but it's open, $25, and again, it's limited to the first 30, first 30 individuals, okay? And then um, put on your calendars, just December 31st, which is uh, New Year's Eve. We're going to be having our New Year's Eve service that night, uh, Friday, December 31st, 7 o'clock p.m. So I'm asking everybody to make sure you're availing yourselves to be there for that. Everybody okay? Okay. All right. I'm talking about these front rows people up here. Praise the Lord. All right. Okay, um, and then also ground school registration is now open as well. So those of you who are new members, old members, or whatever, what have you, not been a part of that, you are able to go and register for ground school, as well as our Bible school registration is now open for a second semester. So those of you who have not been a part of Bible school already, if you're already a part of Bible school, you already paid for the entire year. But if you're not and you want to start, uh, you can pay, uh, register for that. That's $200, and it covers uh, two semesters, spring 2022, and also fall uh, 2022 as well, okay? So that will be covered. And those of you who are um, in the class currently, you probably noticed that you're all caught up now, uh, I think. Most of you are caught up, which is awesome. That's awesome. You guys have been so diligent to catch up on your work. Amen. That's great. I advise you, what I, my advice is take advantage of these, uh, this week where no assignments are being uh, added. And also Christmas break, no assignments will be added for those two weeks. And make sure you, you uh, work, get caught up, really caught up, for real, real. And uh, because the assignments, they're going to keep coming at you. They're going to keep coming at you. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Will all y'all ready for the word of God tonight? Amen. Amen. We are excited tonight. I ask these three young men to minister the word of God to us tonight, and so I want you all to prepare your hearts and receive the mend of God as they come to minister 
And I've got sort of three age categories represented here tonight. Uh, the first age category, age group, I, we have a young man, uh, brother, I almost called him minister. We'll see what the Lord says about that one day. But brother uh, Caleb, David's going to be ministering to us tonight. Amen. Are you ready? All right. Okay. Well, I introduce other people later on. So come on. Let me say something. Let me tell you why I asked Caleb. Caleb's been with us since he's been in the uh, crib, in, this, in the little, remember his mom used to bring him in a little carrier, a little car seat. Back, back when we were serving uh, breakfast every Sunday, remember Caleb would be eating those grits every Sunday as a little old baby, and, uh, you know, he'd be sucking his fingers. I remember, I remember this, Caleb. <laughs> sucking his fingers and have, have grits all in his hair. Remember that? And... Um, Caleb's been with us since the beginning, and he's grown up to be a, a really honorable young man. And I mean that. And, and I want him to know how proud I am of him. He's a really, a really, um, a great young man of God with a, with a superior future ahead of him. And, uh, in fact, I just want to tell his mama, you have done an excellent job. And Caleb, you know, um, I'm trying to say, I don't know how to say this, but I admire even your faith and your Determination to serve God. A lot of young men your age couldn't care less. They're going the other way. And in spite of it all, you've kept your eyes on Jesus. And um, I, I really appreciate you. I mean that. All right? And I love you. All right? So you got 20 minutes. All right? See that clock? 20 minutes. Well, how y'all? Well, the man of God said I got 20 minutes, so we're going to start. All right. But before we do that, though, I need y'all to do me a huge favor. We're going to shout in this place. What we're going to do, we're going to set this atmosphere right. So I'm going to say, I'm going to count to three. Y'all going to shout. Three. That's how you said atmosphere. See, y'all don't press past to get to this point today. It doesn't matter what you got to do here. We're going to give the Lord thanks today. Because this is the day the Lord has made. We're going to give him thanks today. So, with that being said, we're going to go to 2 Corinthians. I'm going to give my notes though. I'm going to use my notes though. We're going to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 15. And I'm reading out in the New King James for you. New King James Version for you all. When you get there, say amen. amen. It's behind me. Good. All right. And it reads as such. For all things are for your sakes, that grace having spread through the many may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. I use that from you. <laughs> but tonight my title is a simple question. Why do we give thanks? 
Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you bless and sanctify this atmosphere. Father God, move in the hearts of your people, Father God. Show them what it means to give thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right. So what I kind of found about Thanksgiving is more than saying thank you every day. Don't stop saying thank you, but it's more than saying thank you. In the study, I'm like, well, okay then, all right. I was going over this. I'm like, wow, I never knew it was that deep. So we're going to talk about it. I'm going to give you three answers to this question. Why do we give thanks? But first, you got to know what the word means. Keep that up for me. It's the word G2169, Eucharista. Again, that's Eucharista. That's not Spanish. That's Greek. <laughs> I'm just glad I pronounced it. That was kind of hard to learn. But um, the word means gratitude, actively grateful language to God as an act of worship, thankfulness, giving of thanksgiving. The first answer to that question is thanksgiving is an act of worship. When you give God thanks, you are worshiping him, not man. Man didn't do nothing for you. Just like that. Man didn't do nothing for you. They didn't pay your bills. They may have gave you a nice little here, little something, something. But God taking care of you. That's what worship is. That's what Thanksgiving is. So with that being said, we're going to go to Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15. That is Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15. All right. All right. Okay, so it says, therefore by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. When you are continually thanking God, you do not allow any false gods to take his place. <laughs> okay, so back in Exodus, you have Moses. He was leading the Israelites out, Ten Commandments. It's like the second commandment, if I'm not mistaken, which is, know the gods are before me. Because you God know, if you put another God before him, you won't thank, give him thanks. That's what Thanksgiving is about. You give him thanks. What you do is you step into a place of apostasy, which is, God is that way, but you looking that way. And it's like, and it's like, I done did all this stuff for you, but you like, I just want to, you see, you're on a thanks Sally May, Sally Sue, all, all them people. I ain't getting to know Sally May because Sally May ain't my friend. But you allow yourself in a place to get a pride. And what pride does, pride will kill you if you allow it to. But I'm going to show you something else. Go to Psalms 81 verse 9. All right. How y'all doing? Good. All right, Psalms 81, verse 9. It says, therefore, sh there shall be no foreign god among you, nor shall you worship any foreign god. False worship leads to false thanksgiving. Like I said, your man didn't do nothing for you. They ain't going to do nothing for you. But 
Here's a, here's a reference I can give you. In the sports world, we have, you know, you say, I want to thank the man upstairs, you know, thank the man upstairs. What man upstairs are you thinking? Are you thinking the literal man upstairs in the media booth going, pushing all the buttons? I mean, I just want to know. I just want to know. But see, but, but, you, but you can't allow yourself to do that because what you're doing is you're giving false credit because the, the word says give credit to who credit is due or the better word for that, give honor to whom honor is due. Because honor goes a long way. Because what I learned is wisdom is a masquerade of honor and honor is a masquerade of prosperity. It's a never-ending cycle. But you can't give thanks to money because that's going to kill you. You can't give thanks to sin. Does that lead to death? In other words, it's going to kill you. But you can allow yourself to come into a place of false thanksgiving. You can't thank Buddha because it's a statue you can buy from Target. You can't, you can't bake Baal because he, he, he got beat by my man Elijah. He, got, he beat him. He beat him. He beat him. So what, what kind of happens is it's just you can't allow yourself to get there. But... When you say, I want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, I want to thank God. What you do, you bring reverence to his name. You bring honor to his name. You don't say his name in vain. Amen? All right. My last one for this point. We're going to 1 Thessalonians 2, verse 13. That is 1 Thessalonians 2, verse 13. All right. It's hard for my hand. <laughs> All right. There we go. All right. First Thessalonians 2, verse 13. It says, for this reason, we also thank God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it, not as the word of men, but as it in as but as it is in truth, the word of God, which also effectively works in you who believe. God is the reason why you should be giving thanks, not man. God is the sole reason. He paid the ultimate price for you. He gave his only begotten son. And to be honest with you, I can't imagine that. Giving up somebody who I love dearly. But he, but he watched his son die. Putting nails in his arms and his feet. Tortured beyond beyond something you don't want to see. But he did that for you. So there's no reason why you can't give God thanks. There's no reason. There, there, there is no reason. He gave you the reason because he loves you that much. All right. So not only is thank, thanksgiving an act of worship, thanksgiving is a sign of surrender and submission. When you give thanks to the Lord and do not trust your own strength, God can reveal himself to you. Question. How many, know, how many of you guys know about the story of Jonah? Good. I didn't see a lot of hands go up. Good. I, I'm going to give you a brief synopsis up real quick. So, speaking of, go to Jonah chapter 2. While you turned in there, God told Jonah, hey, I need you to go to Nineveh for me. Uh, I need you to tell the people, hey, I'm about to pass judgment. I don't want to kill y'all, but I'm about to pass judgment. Um, and, and Jonah, like, what you mean? And God said, I said, go to Nineveh. What you thought I said. I didn't say nothing different. So, so, Mr. Jonah decides to run away from God, which you physically cannot do. I don't know why he tried, 
but bless his heart. He learned the lesson. So God saw this like, okay, all right. You can't run from me, so I'm going to just send a fish on the ship, cast the lots, got thrown over the ship. He was in there three days and three nights. So we're going to go to Jonah chapter 2, verses 9 through 10. That's Jonah chapter 2, verses 9 through 10. I'm just reading from up here. But I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay what I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. Next verse. So the Lord spoke to the fish and then vomited Jonah onto dry land. When Jonah lifted up his voice of thanksgiving, he surrendered and let surrendered to the Lord and let go of control. He tried to control the situation. God wasn't looking for his control. He is the one controlling one. In other words, he got control to the Xbox, not you. But when he released control, he released everything that could he do. Because what happens is, what we try to do, we try to control the situation. We're hardwired to do that. But God said, no, I got you. So what you know what Jonah did? He stepped out of his control. He stepped up into God's rest and into God's control. From level to level to level, just like that. And then once he did that, everything went smooth like it's supposed to. He said what he had to say, and then let it be. Amen? All right. We're going to go back to 1 Thessalonians. We're going to go to chapter 5. And that's going to be verse 18. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 18. First Thessalonians 5, verse 18. I'm going to start at verse 16, though. It says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. When you give thanks to God in everything you do, he shall reveal his will to you. Because God's will is good, acceptable, and perfect. They're not separated. We even taught that. They're all together. And when you're in his face constantly, he's going to tell you what you need to know constantly and consistently. So you got to stay in his face. You got to be like, hey, God, what's going on? Hey, God, what you doing? What you need me to do? You need me to do that? I got you. I'm on that. You need me to do that? Bam. Because when he, when he sees that, he sees that communion and say, oh, okay, you bought that? All right. All right. Okay. And then guess what? Guess what? He can be about you now because you're about him. He's about you. Because guess what? Like Jesus said, you got to be about my father's business. That's his business right there. All right. All right. We're going to go to 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6 as a last point. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6. <laughs> That's the question you got to ask yourself. Are you about that life? This, this life ain't no joke. You got to be willing to die for it. There you are, 1 Peter 5, verse 6. All righty. It says, therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. When you give thanks to God, you surrender control over the situation. You allow God to take care of it. Because verse 7 says, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. He cares about you. He want to help you. So just let go and let God. Because, see, God knows way more than we ever will know. I've learned that. I've experienced it. I've tried it. 
It ain't fun. You, you hit a dead end. You, you hit a dead end. It, it's, yes, you will crash and you will hit the airbags. But will you let God drive the wheel? See, will you let, will you let God drive the wheel? Will you let God take care of it? He's saying, you're going to take it on a smooth course. You're taking a smooth course because, see, you got to go straight through. You can't go left and right. You got to go straight to where you got to get to. From point A to point B. That's a simple line. Straight. All right. So, that's point number two. So, not only do we know that Thanksgiving is an act of worship, Thanksgiving is a sign of surrender and submission, but lastly, but not most leastly, Thanksgiving is an act of honor. When you show Thanksgiving to God, you are giving God all the honor. We're going to go to John 8, verse 54. That is John 8, verse 54. That's St. John. It says, Jesus answered, if I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my father who honors me of whom you say that he is your God. Can't honor yourself. That's called self-gratification. You can't do that. I heard a quote from John Cena. He said, when you're good, you'll tell people. But when you're great, the people will tell you. You can't self-gratify yourself. But the Lord, your God, is the master of honor, and he will honor you when, a proper, when proper thanksgiving is shown. So like I said, you can't thank the man upstairs. You have to thank God himself. Because what you want to do, you want to give people an access. What's the word I'm looking for? A magnifying glass. Because people are blind, but you got to give them spiritual glasses to see. Because simply put, they won't see unless you say something. They won't see unless you do something because they need tangible proof saying, okay, if I give God thanks, he's going to show me honor. You got to do that. You can't just say it. You got to walk it out. They made a song about it. So we're going to go to Psalm 69, verse 30. That is Psalm 69, verse 30. When you get there, say amen. All right. Not there yet. Give me a second. Amen. I made it. All right. It says, I will praise the name of God with a song and I will magnify him with thanksgiving. When you magnify and honor the Lord, the name of the Lord, excuse me, it gives a closer look into who God is. So in a spiritual sense, we think of magnifying, making your name great. But in the natural sense, you give God a wider scope. Because people know God as the healer, El Shaddai, a whole bunch of names that I can't think of right now. But when you put on those glasses, like I told you about, you put on those spiritual glasses, what you got to do is you got to look beyond El Shaddai, beyond all that, beyond other names I can't think of. Because what's going to happen is you, can, you begin to allow the truth to come out. Because the truth shall stand. Lies will fade away. But the truth shall stand to, shall put you in a place where you can't be shaken because the truth is the foundation of this entire world. Like Jesus is. Jesus is a rock. The truth. They're synonymous with each other. So, my last point. My last scripture. <laughs> Psalms. That wasn't on my paper. That wasn't in my notes. <laughs> the last scripture for now is going to be Psalms 18, verse 49. And then we're going to call it. 
That is Psalms 18, verse 49. All right. It says, therefore, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among the Gentiles, and sing praises to your name. When you give thanks to God publicly as a believer, you honor his name publicly as a believer. You got to bring honor to that name. You, you can't just sweep it on the rug, unknown, God did this. No, you got to say, oh, God did that. Because you don't, what you want, don't want to happen is you don't want people to confuse your testimony. You don't want to people say, oh, nah, oh, nah, uh, welfare got me off of that. Oh, nah. God got you off of welfare, and God alone got you off of welfare. Now, I don't know nothing about welfare, but I'm glad I don't know nothing about welfare. I don't want to go there. But, see, I never had to experience that because I've experienced wealth all my life. I've experienced riches all my life. I've experienced the joy of the Lord all my life. But this is something I know. Because simply put, it's nobody but God. What was number one? What was number one? Yes. Thanksgiving is an act of worship. Number two. Very good, students. Very good. All right, number three. That is why we give thanks. We don't do this for show, ladies and gentlemen. This is not a performance anymore. It never was and never is. The cameras are on, that's true, but this ain't a performance. This is an act of continual praise, continual honor to God. Because at the end of the day, no matter what happens, no matter what this world may do, what it may decide to do, God is still going to be saying, praise me and praise him back. Because you know why? He loves you too much. Amen. That's it. My time is up. Y'all been wonderful. Have a very good day. Come on, give God a praise tonight. Give God a praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God. Come on, just give him a big hand tonight. Representing our young men, our young men. Amen, amen, amen. It's such an honor to have, to watch him grow up from a little old baby and to stand boldly and courageously and preach the word of God like he's been doing it a long time, amen. I was going to sing a song, but I, I got to ask the media team if y'all turn my bass down a little bit. My, I don't know how my bass, y'all must have turned the bass down for him because it was like. And I'm, my voice like, wait, I went there like this. So next time I get up, y'all adjust the mic for me like y'all did for him. All right, we're going to a next age category somewhere in the middle. And this is a young man who is uh, fairly new to our ministry and one that uh, God has brought to this place, he and his family. This is a married man, a family man. Uh, he has uh, his wife and uh, three of his kids here. I think I see them here tonight. And uh, he's going to come and minister the word of God to us tonight. So we got a big surprise for you tonight. Would you all please receive Brother Mayan Turner as he comes? Hallelujah. How's everyone? All right. Pull out my notes real quick. All right.
attitude of gratitude. That's the attitude we're to have, always, regardless of what situation or circumstance we go through. All right? So I'm going to um, ask for them to go to Thessalonians 5.18. God. It says, give thanks in all circumstances. Give thanks in some circumstances. When I feel good, maybe. All circumstances. Now, I know for some of us, it's, it's not easy. It's, it's not easy. It's not natural for us to give thanks in all circumstances, especially when we're going through trials and tribulations in our lives, all right? And um, he says, all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus, right? And when I see all, you could imagine, I mean, there, there have been a lot of circumstances we've been through over the past year or two, right? We've seen a lot, we've heard a lot, but even through it, God says, give thanks through all circumstances. There is a circumstance that I went through. I didn't understand it. I'm like, God, what are you doing? It, it doesn't make sense. What are you doing here? I don't, I don't understand. But at the end of it, I saw his hand in it. He was trying to bless me, you know, and I'm sitting here stressing, and he's trying to give me a blessing. You know what I mean? I was tripping. <laughs> and I didn't see it, but things begin to change for me when I get out the way. You know what I mean? Just like the brother ministered, you take your hands off of it. You take your hands off of it, give it to the Father. And he'll give you more than you could ever expect. You know, there was an um, obligation that I had monthly to pay. I no longer have to pay it. Right? No longer have to pay it. But yet and still I have the access as if I were paying it. Right? But at the time, I'm like, what's what is this? This this is crazy. But God came through like he always does. My son says that all the time. He's like, God gonna do it. He's gonna show out like he always does. And he does, you know. And so um that's encouraging to me. And uh we're gonna go to verse. Um, we're going to go to, let's see here. We're going to go to Colossians 3.15. Now, this is about an attitude of gratitude. It's a posture we must take on a daily basis, all the time, regardless of what we're going through, what we see, what we feel, what we hear. None of that matters. The only thing that matters is what God says, and we need to stand on that. All right? Now, on Colossians 3.15, it says, let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. Since as members of one body, you were called to peace and be thankful. Be thankful. We're all members of 
all members of one body. Think of a natural body. When you have members that aren't synchronized or, 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 or things going on in the natural body, what do we have? What comes from that? Disease, sickness, pain, stress, depression, suicidal thoughts. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So as the body, collectively, we're to move as one. We're to honor the God in each other. We are not to compete with each other. We are to help complete each other. Right? Right? There, this, this is not a place where we come to, like my brother said, I, I love it. We don't put on the show. This is real out here. We have a real enemy who seeks to kill us and destroy us. We have a real enemy that wants our families, that wants our children, that wants to take our purpose, our destiny, right? We got to act like it. There's a war going on every day. It's wartime, right? It's a wartime. We're all enlisted to fight in this battle, right? All right? And one of the weapons that we are to use is thanksgiving and praise. Every day. Always. I mean, some of us, you know, outside of here in, in the marketplace, you know, um, we act like secret agents. You act, well, we act like secret agents. We just sitting on this. God has blessed us. Don't let nobody know. We got testimonies that we could share with anybody, especially today. People need answers. They need answers. I said people need answers for some real situations. I can tell you some stats. Just witchcraft alone has increased by 20%. 20%, right? I looked at another stat today. Preachers, 40 to 50% thinking about walking away. So what is that telling you? What is that telling us? People need help. We need help. That's why I am, I am thankful for the man of God for standing. Right? I'm thankful. Thank you. For standing, because I know it ain't easy. I could imagine what he went through. What he, you know, I could imagine. I've, I've, I've never been there, but I can only imagine. You know, with, with what's going on with the, the city and, and these mandates and all this and all of this, and then dealing with us. Right? We're not easy to deal with. I'm just saying, we're not easy to deal with. We got issues, you know what I mean? But by grace, through faith, he stands today. And I'm thankful for that. Because he showed us how to do it as well. He led by example of how to do this thing, right? 
And so I'm just thankful for that. Attitude of gratitude. I'm going to go to Colossians 3, 17. Right? Colossians 3, 17 says, And whatever you do, whatever in word or deed, do sometimes when you feel like it. Oh, all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, the Father, through him. Everything we do is worship. Everything we say should point back to the Father. Everything. That's why Sunday, Pastor was preaching about or just mentioning that sometimes, you know, we're entertained by things. You're not going to go to hell for, for the entertainment. However, 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 what benefit is it? What benefit is it? What benefit is it if, if you're sitting there listening to music that God ain't getting any glory from? And not only are you listening to it, because first you listen, right? Then this feeling come over you, right? Now, now you know. And now you got a problem on your hand because now you're speaking. Then you go from speaking it, and now you fall into it, right? So it's a it's a trick, right? Let's not let the enemy play us, all right? We come so far. Let's, let's not play those games. For real, for real. I know some of us like our, our little Netflix and this and that, you know. A large percentage of what's on there, straight garbage. I'm just, I'm just saying. It's trash. Trash. It's garbage. So I mean, let's 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 try to find some something more productive to do with our time. Please let us. Because God has given us gifts. He's given us all assignments and things to do. Let's be about his business. If he told you you're going to sing. Get in, get in his presence and write song. If he told you to do art, pick up the canvas and do art. That's worshiping him. That's worshiping him. We shouldn't neglect those things. Even though there's a lot of things fighting for our attention right now. We already know. We know what it is. All right. And... You know, another thing I wanted to mention in the age of social media, right? It, a, a lot of it comes to attack our Thanksgiving. And you ask, how? How does it attack Thanksgiving? Because you're looking and you're comparing yourself to the next person. Right. We should never compare ourselves to anyone 
or allow anyone to compare us with anyone else or allow, allow ourselves to compare ourselves with our brother, right? Because we're all part of a body. We're all part of the body, you know? When you think of a body, it's, it's, it's all kind of parts. Some parts do things you don't even know why or, or you don't understand, you know? The, the, you know, the pinky toe don't get glory. You know what I mean? You know, we, we don't see the, I'm just saying, we don't. <laughs> we don't see it, you know what I mean? I mean, sometimes you might see it. It might, you know, wear flip-flops on. But I'm just saying, like, it's, it's, it's not considered, you know, like the eye. You know, the eye could see, you know? But what is the eye without the foot? You know what I mean? You could see all you want. But if these feet not going around the corner, you can't see around the corner. I'm just saying, it's, it's, it's that simple. So we all need each other. We are to honor God in everything we do. We are to honor the God inside of each and every one of us, giving respect, honor, and reverence to who we are and who God made us because the peace of God is in all of us and we're all a vital part of the body and we must act like it and treat each other like it. It is imperative that we do so, especially in this time and season. All right? And we're going to go to Colossians 4, 2. And also, when we find ourselves, when we find ourselves starting to compare and all this kind of stuff, we got to fight it. We got to fight it and just, just do exactly what Colossians 4.2 is saying. Devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and thankful. We have to devote ourselves to prayer. Stay before the Lord, being watchful, because we got an enemy that's, that's coming for our joy, coming for our peace, coming for our sanity, coming, coming for everything. So we gotta we gotta act like it and really be in a posture to hear from God and to see the devices of the enemy and to be given a strategy to fight against it. All right. Now we're also going to go to um, Psalms 34 and 1. It says, I will extol. Now, of course, this is the NIV, but extol means praise, right? I will praise the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. Why should the Lord's praise always be on our lips? Why? Because like my brother said, when you're praising God, you don't have time to entertain idols. You don't have time to entertain anything that is not of God and it has nothing to do with his purpose and why we still here. We still here, y'all. We're still here. All right. Saying uh, 2020, I got into three car accidents. All right. I'm still here. You know what I mean? Like, 
it's, it's like I'm still here. Through, through it all, I'm still here, and I know there's a reason why I'm still here. That's, that's why I, I choose to humble myself and to allow God to just have his way and just take my hands off. Because every time I put my hands on it, guess what happened? You mess it up. You know, who are we? I mean, we could have all types of degrees, licensing, all types of education, and all this in here, but that's nothing to God. That's not his mind. That's not his mind. His mind is way beyond what we can even imagine or even think, you know? So, so we have to really humble ourselves and, and, and be in a posture to receive. That's another thing. For years, I considered myself a giver, and I still am to this day. But a lot of times, we have issues with receiving. And that's something that I see with a lot of givers. You know what I mean? We give, we give, we give. We give till ain't nothing left. And just, you know, we think that's all good, which it is. But God wants to fill us back up. He wants to, he wants to give to us. You know, and it's, and it's not just to give to us for us, but it's so that we can fill us back up so we can be of service and give like some more. Right? So let's get out the way and just let God give to us. Is that okay? Can we receive? Okay. Let's, let's, let's please do that. <laughs> let's, let's please do that because it changed my life to do that. You know, and, and, and not being in a posture to receive allows a posture of pride. Right? It's a different kind of pride, but it's pride. Pride is pride, nonetheless. And it's no good for nobody. In the end, there's destruction. Right? And I've seen people give so much, so much, and then they're out of here. They never stopped enough to let God give to them. And they sacrifice and neglect themselves You're in the service of others. That's not what God, Jesus was a sacrifice. I said, Jesus was our sacrifice. We don't have to be that sacrifice. We don't have to be that. You know, I know a lot of mothers, a lot of, you know, it's, it's, it's just natural for us to want to be there. But sometimes we just got to take our hands off and let God do what he got to do. All right. Now, um, I have a few more verses here, and then um, I'm done. All right? Now, Psalms 106 and 1. It says, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, and his love endures forever give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his love endureth forever we know that God is love and those that don't know love don't know God for God is love right and his his love people need an encounter with God they don't need us to just be running our mouth to them about this or that. We don't need to be religious with folks. Sometimes we don't even have to mention God. 
Sometimes we're going to have to say Jesus. They're going to inquire because they're going to experience a love that they never felt before. They're going to inquire, well, what is it about you? What is it about you? I just, I just need you around. Some of y'all at jobs, the only reason they got you around is because of who you represent. And you know it. You know it. They know when you there, it's productive. When you not there, it's not productive. I've had a job I left, and they say normally when you leave, you can't come back. They called me to come back. They called me to come back, you know, because of what they experienced when I was in the place. So we got to know what we're carrying. We got to respect what we're carrying. We got to act like we are children of the king. We got to act like that. And they know. They know. People know. They sense it. They understand it. Sometimes they can't explain it. But at the end of the day, the bottom line, when they're there, we do good. When they're not here, we do. We don't do good. Do good. It's that simple. So when it comes down to being in the marketplace, because God is calling us to be ministers everywhere we go in the marketplace, especially in the marketplace today. I mean, come on. At any given time, we need to be ready to serve, to be his official representative in this earth realm. We got to represent the kingdom. It's in us. So we, we can't be timid or we can't be secret agents. Can't be secret agents. We got to show this love. You ain't going to run out. I say you got to show love. You ain't going to run out. You're not going to run out of love. Show love. It's okay to smile. You ain't got to be looking, looking sideways all the time. I mean, and it don't matter who you around. Don't judge these people. We were once them. But for grace, we're here today. We looking good. We, 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 we smelling good. We, we, we got our right mind. We okay. You know, you know, sometimes I go downtown and I just walk around. I just walk around. And, you know, I see these different guys and I speak to them and everything. And I'm like, you know what, God, that could be me. That could be me right there. That could be me easily. That could have been me. I could have got a hold of a bad batch and been gone. I'm saying we could have got a hold of a bad batch and been gone. Either dead or out of our mind. And that's a fact. But God's grace. He saw, he saw otherwise. So we have to have an attitude of gratitude. Regardless of what we're facing. Regardless of what we're going through. It is our weapon. We are at war. We are enlisted soldiers in this war. And we got to act like it. Each and every day, every circumstance, no matter what's going on, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I praise you. You are worthy. You are great. You are awesome. You are holy. You are righteous. There's none like you, Father. Without you, I'm nothing, Lord. We are to keep those words coming out of our mouth on a consistent basis all the time regardless somebody cuss you out lord i thank you thank you lord i thank you lord somebody disrespect you call you out your name 
Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. You know what I mean? Like somebody cut you off in traffic. Thank you, Lord. That's it. Like it, 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 it has to be a response quick, you know, because there was a time somebody cussed me out. I wouldn't be saying thank you, Lord. But for grace, I can say today, thank you, Lord. Because we don't understand. We don't understand his ways. Our mind is not his mind. Our ways is not his ways. That's why we are to renew our mind every single day and be in a posture to, to receive from him. Seek him first on everything. Allow him to be a part of our lives. Allow him to pour into us so that we can better serve. Because that's what we're here for at the end of the day. These folks out here hurting, man. I mean, if you actually sit and listen to what's going on with people, especially in the body of Christ, the body going through it. The body is going through it. It is. It's, it's the body is going through it. You know? And um, I'm going to go to one last verse, 107.1. It's similar to the one that we did from before. And I'm wondering... This verse pretty much shows up like five times in the Bible. The same type verse. I'm like, okay, God, this, this must be important. It must be of some sort of importance. And we can't take it lightly. It says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. He's good. He's good. We know he's good. He's good. He's been good to us. He's been good to me. And, and I will forever praise him and thank him. And I just want to, even now I'm feeling that, that, that we need to go before him and lift up the body, especially ministers of the gospel. Even now, you know, um, because the enemy, you know, he's, 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 he's trying to play us, you know, as a, as a whole and he, he trying to wear us out. But we know we got the victory, right? Yes. We got the victory, right? Yes. We got the victory. So, Father, we just come before you right now, Lord. We lift up all of the ministers of the gospel right now, Lord. We pray that you would renew them, Lord. Revive them, Father. Give them everything that they need, Lord. Let your grace even be more exceedingly towards them in their households and their families, Lord, at their ministries, Father God. Give them supernatural strength, Lord. Let them know who you are. Show your hand, Lord, to them, Father God. We pray that ministering angels even come to them even now, Lord. Father God, we pray that as they walk and as they move, that, 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 that you continue to just be there for them, Lord. Every provision is met right now, Lord, that they will not quit. They will not throw in the towel, Lord. Give them strength even right now, Father. Give them strength even in their families, Lord. That their children will stand. That the fathers will stand, Lord. And be a true representative of who you are in this earth realm. Father, we speak to the body even now, Lord. That we realize that each and every part is very important. And that we don't take it lightly the part that you called us to be and the assignment that you call for each and every one of us to do, Lord. 
Lord, we pray that you would actually give us insight, allow us to see, allow us to hear, and allow us to discern an increase of discernment of the time and seasons, Lord, and the part that we play, Father. So I just thank you for all the gifts that you've given in the body, Lord, the prophets, the preachers, the teachers, the, the ministers, the, the helps and hospitality, every area of ministry, Father God. I speak that your love is shown through us, Father God, in this house and also outside in the marketplace, Father God. I pray that you give us wisdom to have answers for those who are seeking answers, Father God, that they will not go to the, the, the psychic for an answer, Father God, that they will not turn to, to any idol or anything to try to get an answer, Father God, but they can come to us and you give us an answer for them, Father God. Father God, I speak that for this nation and, and also for this, for this entire world, Lord, that your spirit rule and reign. Your spirit rule and reign. Father God, we, we come here and we thank you that we get to come here, Lord. For we have brothers and sisters around the world that if they even thought about coming together, it would, it would be issues. So we just pray for them, Lord, that you would keep them. Cover them, Father God. Protect them, Lord. And be there for them. And we say this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Come on, give God a praise tonight. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. An attitude of gratitude. Amen. We're thankful people. We have grateful hearts. And we always give all the praise and glory and honor to God wherever we go in the earth. Amen. Are you ready for one more? We're now going to move on to our senior division. And by say, I don't, I don't mean old. I just mean the eldest of the three. Amen. Will you all please welcome my man, Elder Jeffrey Walton. He's already mic'd up. Praise God. Come on, give God a big hand for Elder Jeff, man of God. Amen. Y'all don't know what it's like to sit over there, have two youngsters come up here, and run up and down this word, step all in your stuff. I'm sitting there shaking my head, say, God, I don't know what you're going to do. <laughs> but it better be good. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Father, I thank you now, and I just praise you, oh God, for who you are, Lord God. And I thank you, God, that you're always more than enough. So, Lord, right now, as I decrease, I ask that you increase in me, Father God. Help me as only you can. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Um, since we got 20 minutes, <laughs> where's, where's Dwight? Lock the door. <laughs> I'm just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. Um, my topic is within the theme of what's been said already. And it really is just clear because I struggled, wrestled with it because it's like, Lord, it can't be just that. And he said Thanksgiving. <laughs> Thanksgiving. It's like, okay. Um, Media, if you could put this up, um, the definition, the biblical meaning of Thanksgiving.
And I'll, I'll read this. In the Bible, the meaning of thanksgiving reflected adoration, sacrifice, praise, or an offering. Thanksgiving was a grateful language to God as an act of worship. Rarely, if ever, was thanksgiving extended to any person or thing except God. Um, and, and as I was sitting over there as well, you know, it's like, I, I don't know, I, I'm going to choose to say I had like a prophetic moment um, as, as, as Caleb was up here speaking. And when I was researching Thanksgiving, you know, in terms of going back to where it started, how it started, that kind of stuff, um, it started roughly around 1621. And I just kind of, you know, labored in that for a minute. It's like, you know, history, whatever. But as I was standing over here, and God said, it's now 2021. Do the math. 400 years. 400 years. And when we think about all the prophecies, prophecies, the prophetic words has been released about what's coming, what's happening this year, what's happening next year. And he showed me this 400 years. Man, if that does not excite you about 2022, what's about to be released? What is being released? Not about to. It's being released now to prepare us for walking into 2022. And as, 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 I, as I looked at this, um, the meaning and so forth, and earlier as the praise and worship was going on, God said, that what you're going to read is what my people need to do all the time. And as far as giving or having a thanksgiving within you to give. In other words, as, as upbeat as praise and worship was, as spirit-filled as praise and worship is when it's done right, it's the same mindset, it's the same attitude that we need to have all the time. See, because... You know, I find myself even now, you know, if I let myself get too busy or distracted, you know, I have to be primed. Or I allow priming to get me to that place where I should be anyway. And, 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 and we, we have gotten to a place where we've got to be freed up from that old lifestyle that we've been living. When we walk into this lifestyle where every day is about praise and worshiping God. No matter what's going on in your life, every day is supposed to be about praising and worshiping God. Even when the bills come due and you ain't got the money, it's about praising and worshiping God. Because oftentimes when situations come in our life, we get so focused and fixed on the situation, praise and, per praise and worship may come, but it's not the first response. We got to be primed. You know, it's, it's after we go to the pastors and say, this is going on, this is going on, and they're going to tell you the truth. And that becomes a priming moment for you. But see, what would happen? What would happen if a situation was going on in your life, you came to them with a praise and worship attitude? Instead of waiting to do what you've already been equipped and expected based on the word of God to do. And as I said, these young fellas stepped all into the stain, but that's all right. That's all right. God is still God. 
So we're going to go, for the sake of time, we're going to go to 1 Thessalonians, guess where? Chapter 5, 16 through 18. Um, first, we're going to do it in. We're going to do it in three different translations, real quickly. The first one's New King James. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. This is God's will for us. Okay, let's jump quickly to the Passion translation. Let your joy. Excuse me. Let joy be your continual feast. Make prayer a life. We need to pause there for a minute. Make prayer a life, a lifestyle. This is how you, we're supposed to live every day. As a lifestyle. Oftentimes, it's situations, it's problems that come in our lives that will bring us down to our knees. And you're right, and we don't pray. We just start talking about something. Hoping and expecting God will respond and give an answer. And then when the answer doesn't come immediately, then our faith starts to waver a little bit. You start to have these questions, why God, why God, why God? Well, what if you had been praying before the situation ever hit you? What if that's a lane you stay in all the time? You know, we use, well, not we, but it's, it's a corny saying going around about water on a duck's back, how it just rolls off. But that duck is designed for water to roll off. And prayer is designed to keep all the trouble off of us. If we just stay in the lane of prayer, anytime something comes, it's going to roll right off you. Right off you. It will have no effect on you at all. But you've got to already be in that lane of prayer. If you want your house clean, it has to stay clean. If you let your house get dirty, then you're going to have to clean it. In other words, if you stay in prayer, your house will always be clean. You won't have to come and try and clean it. Let's run it by the Amplified Classic. <laughs> be happy in your faith and rejoice and be glad-hearted continually, always. Be unceasing in prayer. Pray perseveringly. Thank God in everything, no matter what the circumstances may be, be thankful and give thanks. For this is the will of God for you who are in Christ Jesus, the revealer and mediator of that will. In other words, you don't have to do this by yourself. It is his will for your life. And it's not something he simply gives you and leaves you alone. The catch is you got to stop leaving him. Because he's always there for us. 
It's when we walk away, when we get into, I've heard it earlier, it's when we get to that pride. And when we get into that place where we start, we, we think that we can think just like God. You know? And we fail or we just simply don't remember or we simply ignore that we don't on our own think like God. God's ways are so much higher and above ours. And in prayer, we understand, we get the revelation, we get the release of the word, we get direction, we get guidance. So that we are doing things God's way. Let's jump quickly to Hebrews 12 and 28. First, I'm going to read it in the New King James. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace. Y'all remember that word? Yes. Mm-hmm. By which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. And I'm going to jump real quick for the sake of time to the Amplified. Pull these together. Let us, therefore, receiving a kingdom that is firm and stable and cannot be shaken. I need y'all to put an underline under that. We have to understand how the kingdom works. We have to understand the benefit and the value of the kingdom. We have to understand that the kingdom is ours to be had. And with that understanding, with that understanding, we offer to God pleasing service and acceptable worship with modesty and pious care and godly fear and awe. Until we understand the kingdom of God, we will never give God his due praise. We will become, we have become in some instances, and maybe some of us still are, we will become some of the best performers there are. And I mean from the back of here to the front door. There is no escape. If we don't understand the kingdom of God, <laughs> we will come in and we will perform. And the worst part of it is we're performing for other people. Let me prove it. You ain't got to raise your hand. Please don't. Um, this could be husband and wife. This could be parent and child. This could be a single person. Because we get full of pride, knowingly sometimes and unknowingly sometimes, we get full of pride and we'll come into the house of God. And because we don't really want nobody to know our junk, we don't want nobody to know that we're really going through something and so forth. And when the praise and worship is going on, a very sacred time, because we don't understand the kingdom of God. We up here with the best of them. And sometimes we're the loudest. Because we're trying to cover something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Sometimes we get in the aisles and we dance because we're really trying to cover something. You see, that is a fail-proof way to know that you don't understand the kingdom of God because you never have to fake praising God. In fact, God does not want your fake praise. It never really reaches God. So you're doing it all for naught. Somebody might walk up to you and say, ooh, the spirit was on you. No, that's a lie. Not at least the right spirit was on you. In the kingdom, you have to, we have to understand the transparency that's required. God is where we bring our problems to and leave them at his feet. Not where we come before him and try and cover him as if God really don't know. That trips me out. You trying to fool somebody that created you? Do you know what that make you? We sometimes make this so, so hard, unnecessarily, so difficult, because we'll go through all these extra actions, all this stuff. We'll go through everything except for what God asks us to go through, to please him. Husbands, you know, when it's that gift time for your wife, the best thing to do, what you want, honey, what you want, honey? Because what's going to happen if you don't do that, the gift going to tell on you in a minute. Because you give it to them, and then they get that look on their face, and you think, oh, I done messed up. I missed that one. <laughs> She's trying to make me feel good about it, but I done messed up. I missed that one. <laughs> Because you'll never see that gift again. She won't wear it. She won't use it. Nothing. But, but not understanding the kingdom of God, that's how we treat God. We want to bring him something that we think will please him. Rather than staying in our prayer lane, rather than staying in the word, and rather than staying in communication with God, to ask God, what pleases you? This, this really, this is not hard. It's not. But we make it hard. We make it hard. You know. I think every adult in this room can reflect back at some point in your life. Now you can look back on it and think, dog, how stupid was I? <laughs> why, why did I go through all that? And we, and we do that with God, and it's like, God's like, I'm right here. <laughs> it's not that hard. And I even give you a helper. You don't have to do this by yourself. You don't ever have to be alone. I made it that easy. Let's talk about rejoice real quickly. 
If we could put up the definition I found, it's like, it's interesting what you find. <sighs> definition of rejoicing, the action of one that rejoices, in instance, occasion, or expression of joy, festivity. Feel or show great joy or delight. Huh. You first have to know what joy is to express joy or to show that you're rejoiceful. And you're not going to know what joy is unless you ask him. Ooh. You're not. You're not. We'll try to make up what we think joy is. And see, that joy is a joy that comes from the flesh. It's not the joy that comes from the spirit. Because that's a joy that makes us feel good. The soul. I know I can speak for myself, and I, I'm going to venture out there because, you know, y'all look like that. But <laughs> I know that we have done things that were purely self-gratifying. And it was so far left of what God calls joy. Want to prove it? You were only happy about it for a little while. Eventually, eventually it faded away, and then you had to find a whole nother joy. But God's joy is everlasting. It never fails. It never fails. It never fades away. But it's, it's, you, have to, you have to ask God. It's really that simple. Have to ask God. I could, I could want to buy something or get something from the man or woman of God and never ask either one of them. Don't ask the kids, you know, what they like or would you think they like this, that kind of so and so forth. And, and just come up with something and just, you know, because I want to feel good about what I got. See? See? See, the truth is it's not about them. It's not about them. It's about how I want to feel. I want them to praise me for what I did. <laughs> Y'all are a mess, man. Let's go to James 5.16 and Amplified Classic, please. This is talking about prayer. M5 Classic says, confess to one another, therefore, your faults, your slips, your false steps, your offenses, your sins, and pray also for one another that you may be healed and restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. That earnest, heartfelt, continual prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in working. This is, this is where we have to come clean. Yes. And as we're coming clean, we have to come clean in a manner that's only pleasing to God. Why I say that? Because somebody can offend you, right? And then you're hearing the word released or somebody's, you know, in conversation with you telling, hey, you know, man, you... <laughs> You really need to forgive that person and so forth. And you, you have this flesh conviction. Flesh conviction. Because the flesh conviction, this is what it'll do. 
after, the, after that conversation wears you down, then you just get, simply get tired of hearing it. So then you fake the move. Okay, I'm going to forgive. I'm going to forgive. But in your heart, that rock is still there. That rock has not been broken. It's still in your heart. You have not truly forgiven. You see, we, we've, we've heard all, I assume everybody's heard the story about Jesus, you know, God and Jesus when um, Jesus was crucified. And basically, the, the narrative, short narrative is, you know, um, Jesus went through all that for us. But bigger than that, or as big as that, God forgave us all. That's all. Wipe the slate clean. No, no hidden daggers and all that kind of stuff like we do. <laughs> no booby traps trying to catch somebody so that you can now have a one up on them. All that kind of nonsense and so forth. You know, <laughs> you know, because I mean, be honest. Let's be honest. Be honest. It's transparency now. Understanding the kingdom of God. We have to be honest. There's some, there's some, there's some, I'm seeing, I'm feeling there's some unforgiveness in here right now. Right now. Right now. And you need to get it out. You need to get it out. Because if you're not getting it out, you're just faking a move. Then when you look over your life and you see these humps, these heels, these bumps and stuff, you can't seem to avoid. And the struggles are getting greater and greater and greater. You need to check inside. There's some stuff you're hiding in there that needs to come out. See, the effectual fervent prayer of a man comes from a place of spiritual purity. You can't pray like that if you got junk inside of you. You can sound real good, but you can't pray like that if you got junk inside of you. Anybody in here, I don't care what your weight is, I don't care if it's very small to not so small. You don't want extra weight just put on you to have to manage day in, day out. We don't, for most of us, we don't care for the weight that we already have. And then when something else gets on top of what you already have, it starts wearing you down and wearing you out. You're looking crazy, but it's like, man, take that stuff off. Get that stuff out of you. Unnecessarily. Ephesians 5.20. Give thanks. King James, New King James, sorry. Giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I love when that young man was talking about that. The Lord Jesus Christ. You notice this doesn't say the man upstairs. Or any other name for that matter. You know, if we're not giving him honor, we're giving him nothing. If you're not calling on the name of Jesus, you're not calling on the one that saved you or died for you. You're not. You may be calling on something, but it's not that. It's not him. And we have to do these in the name of Jesus. He paid the ultimate price. 
No other man, no other person, no other thing, no robot, you know, this IA nonsense, all, none of that. None of that. Or AI, got it backwards, I don't know that stuff. <laughs> but none of that can do what he did. I don't care how much money they throw at it. None of it can do what he did. And the best part of what he did, he's still doing. His, the story didn't end when he died on the cross and when he was raised again. He is still working it out. He doesn't have to be programmed, reprogrammed. None of that. He doesn't have to worry about being phased out because he's old news. Well, he'll never be phased out. But if we're not careful, we'll phase him out. And think about, let me just speak about me. <laughs> think about when you look back over your life, all that foolishness. All that foolishness. You know, listen, for a natural person, you know they've been done with you a long time, a long time ago. They had to roast you off. But the mere fact that Jesus has not written us off. I mean, if, if you came in tonight and if you, don't, if you don't feel you have a real reason to praise and give thanksgiving to God, listen, every time you, that's your reason. That's your reason. It's, it's not always about the male money. It's not always about the unexpected money. It's not always about that stuff. Those are material things. Because some people can't on their own. And, and, and as I was going through this, and the Lord just kind of showed this in my head for me personally, it's like, you know, when you're going through something or something you're facing and so forth, just. Because what we'll do sometimes, we look for that big old thing. We're looking, for, we're looking because we are a prosperity church. We're looking for our financial freedom, debt freedom. We look for all those things, and that's what we're supposed to do. But see, those are some, for some of us, those are things that are in the works. So in other words, we can't wait to the manifestation of that to give thanks to God. We have to stop overlooking these daily things that God is doing for us because we're so fixated on the thing that we're waiting to come to pass. My last spot, Psalms 100. Four and five. Trick y'all. No, I'm trick y'all. The passion. This is what we get to do. You can pass through his open gates with the password of praise. Come right into his presence with thanksgiving. Come bring your thank offering to him and a Affectionately bless his beautiful name. For Yahweh is always good and ready to receive you. He's so loving that he will amaze you. So kind, so kind that it will astound you. And he is famous for his faithfulness towards you. 
everyone knows of God can be trusted, knows our God can be trusted, for he keeps his promises to every generation. We tend to sometimes say, just from a point of reference, we tend to talk about Grandma and them. How what they did, you know, how they, they, they stayed in church, they stayed on their knees and all that kind of stuff, as if that's something of old that left or died with Grandma and them. But see, Grandma and them understood how to get before the presence of God. They understood how to get answers to prayers and questions in God's direction. They understood that. They understood the kingdom of God. You see, because, and I, I'm going to borrow from y'all a little bit, sorry. We ain't got so bougie. We ain't got so bougie that we don't understand. Listen, what grandma and them did, we supposed to be doing too. It's like having a choice between two cars that you can pick. And one clearly is a good car. It's in good shape and in good condition. And the other one, not so much. You know, it's actually only got three tires on it. <laughs> but in our bouginess, we laugh, but in our bouginess, most of the time we're going for the three-wheel car. Why? We don't understand the kingdom of God. We downgrade ourselves because we don't understand the kingdom of God. In other words, if it was, if it was like, I don't know, a Pinto and a Rolls Royce, we may want in our imaginary state the Rolls Royce, but in our soul, man, we're going to start thinking because we don't understand the kingdom of God, no, I can't do the Rolls. Can't afford it. <laughs> we can't afford it. But I can take the Pinto and fix it up. And because we don't understand the kingdom of God, right there at that moment in time, we have made the decision. We have made the decision. Instead of following God because of the system he's already set up, we'll go to what's familiar and comfortable. We have to understand the kingdom of God and the requirements that he's put in place for us. Praise and worship is not something we simply do on Wednesdays and Sundays. It is not, it cannot be. You can't thank God if you're not right with God. You cannot thank God if you're not right with God. You know why? Because you're going to say the first thing come to your mind. And, and my wife was saying something that was really profound to me as it related to the 40 Days of Family. And uh, it was a concern for both of us, honestly, going through it, you know, where we do things. When we receive this word, we'll, we'll do it out of obedience, but not sincerity. And all of a sudden, this word that's going to bless your life, it becomes a checklist. I prayed. I did communion. We sat at the table for a little while and ate, whatever, whatever, whatever. And what, what happened after 40 days? Right. 
because instructions was given for a specific amount of time. But if we took the time to really listen to the instructions, this was not just about a 40-day event. This was supposed to be a lifestyle change. But that's all about understanding the kingdom of God. How do we give thanks? How do we honor God in the way we live our lives? Is it always going to be simply just following the instructions and checking off the list and saying, being able to say, I did what you said to do? Is, is that it? Is that it? Is that what we liken the kingdom of God to? Listen, God is a jealous God. God did so much for us in this lifetime. We could never pay that bill. So what gives us the right to turn God's Way of our life, way of life towards God into a checklist. How can you honestly say you give thanksgiving when you don't really know God? Don't know God because you haven't dove in, you haven't committed yourself to say, "Listen, Lord, it's just going to be me and you. We're going to do this together because I'm going to follow you no matter what." I liken that unto Jesus and the cross. Put yourself in his place. Pre-cross. Not just the cross, but pre-cross. What he went through, knowing what he was going to go through. And yet, because he understood the cost of what he was doing, he followed it to the letter. We don't even like saying hi to somebody that made us mad. But yet, with what he did, watch this, with what he did, when he was up on the cross, he said, what? Father. Let's understand the kingdom of God. stronger and stronger as the night went on. And I, I can assure you we didn't pay him to say any of that. Didn't tell him what to say. Didn't tell any of these gentlemen what to say. And they gave the word as the Lord gave it to them and we receive it. We give God thanks for the word and for the men of God. Why don't y'all give all three of these men a big hand tonight. Let them know we appreciate them laboring in the word and giving us the word of God tonight. Hallelujah. Were you all blessed by the word of God tonight? Thank you, Lord. We're certainly thankful that we get to come in here in this uh, pre-Thanksgiving service, and uh, we all are blessed by the